is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast, where each and every Friday, slash Saturday, slash Sunday, discussing all things games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my guy, Arturo. How you doing, man? That's me, Arturo. See? <laughs> um, I'm doing good, doing good. And for now, for now, reasons unknown, I'm craving a Badello. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We got we got to fight through it. Yeah, fight through it this uh, this holiday. <laughs> I don't know. I start Arturo. Me encanta modelo. <laughs> <laughs> Mescara. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pescado. No, 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 no. Quizás, quizás blanco. Sí, blanco. Bien. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, yeah, man. So uh, I guess we'll just dive into the shenanigans. Of course, before we do, if you are watching, listening to this, hello, like and subscribe on the YouTube channel, definitely for the Gamers for Life podcast, um, especially because Arthur does do the Twitch streams or not Twitch streams, the streams via YouTube, YouTube. Uh, for yep. the yeah for the games uh, that uh, he plays. Uh, for example, Remnant Two. We've still been uh, rocking that sucker and. Oh, I'm glad. It was so funny before of yesterday where you were like, uh, boss battle. And I was like, I can't leave, I can't leave my guy hanging. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> dude, I, um, dude, I, I'm pausing. So I'm like, I oh, know you're finishing your housekeeping stuff. You said running two. I'm gonna talk about running two real quick. Fuck it. Dude, yeah, that game, it. that game, dude, drill. That's like, I know I, I'm not saying it should got like, Nothing was officially like snuff for the game awards, which we'll talk more about later. Um, I it, it, that game just keeps surprising me every time I fucking play it. Like, yeah, I put I put over 40 hours into that game, Joe, before I realized I realized it was roguelike. And I was like, it's like it's like you're playing a game and you thought you're in this big fuck off iceberg, and then you put your head underwater and you realize it's the tip of the iceberg and there's all this shit below you you're like oh fuck right like like Jarrell, like the roguelike thing that's why like this game encourages you to play with friends encourages multiple playthroughs because you can unlock different traits weapons loot guns classes and here's the thing Jarrell, that that's crazy i'm learning Jarrell. more shit you get different loot the higher the difficulty. Oh, nice. So again, this game just crazy encourages the game has ridiculous replayability. It's so fun. It's that perfect middle ground of like a looter shooter with like an RPG class based element with souls. Like it's so fun because it's a souls like game. And let's, you will talk to all, you know, you know, I were talking about work beforehand. A lot of us that, you know, we've grown up a little bit. We don't have time for true Souls-like games. We don't have time exactly. or the effort because a true Souls-like game is like, did you just die? Well, guess what? You lost everything. And this game did a, a amazing fucking decision. They decide to make a Souls-like too, but and it is very difficult, as you can tell from us just screaming, running away from shit. Um, it. It's a Souls-like game, but they took away the punishment. The challenge is still yeah. there. The sense of accomplishment is still there. The reward for learning tactics and timing and counters and dodges are all still there. But they took away the punishment. When you die, nothing fucking happens. You just get teleported back to your last checkpoint. And that is such a 
fucking perfect way to do a Souls-like game. So you don't feel like you're beating your fist against a fucking brick wall. And then after a day, all you have to show for it is like a fucking crumbs worth of brick is now missing. It, it just it's yeah. and the, the crazy thing is real. It's only fifty bucks, and as of this week, it's on Game Pass. There you go. Hey, man, man, I pit, when, man. I just I well, I only paid ten bucks because of my Microsoft points, but that is pretty pretty rocking. <laughs> let's talk about it. It not gonna lie, it does hurt. It's like a, it's like a punch in the gut. What when you when you buy a game? Yeah. Regardless if you like it or fucking love it, it is a punch in the gut that after you pay for a game, it gets dropped in Game Pass. It's like, like, fuck. My God. <laughs> and that was the same thing with you, Drill. I only paid six bucks for that game because I fucking, I fucking killed through my points. But upside downside, Drill, you know, I so see you, you, how we used our points to help pay for it. Now, because on the Game Pass, we get points just for playing it. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. Very interesting. When Starfield dropped, I was down to 3,000 points. And since then, I'm already back up to 6,000. Oh, right on. Just I'm ah. telling you, man, play Game Pass, play Game Pass games and use Bing as your as your as your preferred browser. Yeah. There's real, real facts. Just yeah. hey, how, how often did you check your email? How often did you call online? Put this way. Every time you catch yourself trying to Google something, type it in Bing. Just, just, just trust me. Just if you yeah. change that alone, you get fucking points for days, dude. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, bro. Because yeah, Microsoft Edge is my main browser. I don't use Chrome really um, on my main computer. So anytime I type something on on uh, Edge, it is it's the Bing browser basically. So um, yeah, so that's how. Because like, I was like, fuck, I was like, I have that many points. Like that's crazy. But like I forgot. Like Microsoft Edge is my browser. Like I need to make it on my phone as well. Because if I had it on my phone and I export my oh. passwords on it, like. Dude, that's how, that, that's how I, have, I have on my phone. That, like all I right said, on. I feel bad for some of my friends. I'd like we play games all the time. Like, like Victor and the the Canadian the Canadians, Caleb and Cheyenne, who we played with, beat that boss the other day. Yeah, um, shout out to them. Like, like put it this way, when I after I used all my points for Starfield and Remnant, um, I had like twenty two thousand. After I used all my points for Starfield and Remnant, I only had like three thousand points left. I now already have more points than them already because shit. Of that shit. Because like I said, if you're going to play a game, like let's say, let's say, you know, like the world's expensive, be frugal. If you're paying for game pass, get your money's worth play game pass games. There's a fucking ton of them there. There's something you'll like, or even if it's short, you'll still play for a little bit and like it. And the other thing, like I said, the other thing, just use being, being or edges, your browser. And like, like that's that that's my kind that's my description. Like I said, when I had after I spent all my points, I had less points than a few of my other gamer friends. We when we were all like said so we all we all game together, but you know sometimes we'll play like non Game Pass games, um or like you know PC stuff that's on Game Pass. And then for me playing Game Pass and using Bing, I already have more points than them since Starfield's dropped. Nice, that's awesome, bro. No, yeah, I definitely. Um wholeheartedly agree remnant 2 is the shit it's a great fucking game uh a couple of quirks here and there but as far as for the value that you get especially when you're playing with other people like an incredible value you know what i mean and 
the fact that it was nominated, you know, for what was it action adventure game, Arthur? Yeah, you know, just the fact that it was nominated and recognized like this is a good fucking game, like huge, huge, uh, you know, um, definitely great, definitely awesome, you know, and um, yeah, you just get a lot, you get a lot of, of, of features for a fucking $50, and again, like you said, not 70 bucks, like, you know, 50 bucks, like, I, and it's crazy because gradually the game gets better and better, like, not just like, like fun in general like literally like ergonomically like i feel like the beginning of the game kind of looks a little rough it might be because of my series s and i don't have a series x but it looks a little rough but then like the gameplay just gets better more functions like the the level up. the leveling up the different weapons and stuff you're going to different towns like oh my god like there's kind of a lot to this and then the co-op aspect oh there's different stuff. and then you're like oh fuck it's procedural like there's just there's so much they like you said, it's almost like the Bioshock thing, too, where it's like, oh, my, there's a whole city under this bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this lighthouse ain't fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, this, place, this place. Oh, hey, I'm going to go down Celadir. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, holy Christmas. So, yeah, I, I, really, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you um, on that. I, I still like, I know we don't have that our normal housekeeping shit. Fuck it. I still like how you quietly like big dick flexed on us because Victor and I were going to like, you know, like, oh, we thought like you just got the game. Like we didn't think you were playing that much or you played it at all. So we're going to be like, oh, let's kind of like, let's, you know, let's on the training wheels. Let's pull drill around. Let's show them how, what let's We were like going to flex our loot a little bit, to be honest. And well, it just, you know, happens. You're like, oh, look at my glowy blue sword. And we just, we show up. I die. I get instant. I get instant killed. Which was like, you know, like, oh, let me like help Drill. Boom, I get fucking insta killed. And then I'm dead watching Drill's thing. And I'm just, uh, I'm watching your view. And I'm like, where'd you get that fucking sword? Because, <laughs> like, you just quietly had this, like, this big off, you know, fucking buster sword that made our, like, little fucking little katana samurai swords look like little toothpicks. <laughs> and we're like, where the, and, you know, like I said, I'm classic, I'm that classic red ball kid. You can give me a blue ball. Um, and, and I'll play with have fun. You get the kid next to me, red ball. And I'm like, no, I want that red ball. That, <laughs> that's, that's me. So I'm like, yeah, I got this wind sword. Every time you do a power attack, it launches like a whirlwind at you and a, like a whirlwind of slashes. And I die. And I just see drill with this like fucking giant berserk cloud found fantasy sword. I'm like, I, I want that. How'd you get that? Where, 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 I haven't killed that boss. I don't, where'd you get that boss? <laughs> yeah so, man yeah that was that was wild you're like yo like because i was like oh you don't know nothing about this <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh you oh you don't you know about this okay okay let me tell you because even Vic and i we had like all this cool armor shit we just fucked up and we were just like it was like it's a like kind of like world of warcraft back in the day you know what i mean when, when you're like uh when you think you're kind of hot shit you're level 20 you're like hey look at those level twos i'm level 20 and like a level 50 just fucking just struts by you and you're like god damn it so we're just like yeah immediately victor and i were like oh where'd you get that sword like it was just really funny because i remember i think it was on stream too you can see our characters just kind of walk up to you you know like like as if it's an mmo like just kind of checking you out we're like walking around you looking at your sword you're like where the fuck where'd you fucking get that sword you watch you swing you're like oh my god oh my god the area of effect is huge <laughs> yeah it's like you guys are gonna do the emote like high five stuff and you're like wait a minute what the what the fuck? <laughs> the cool sword. I'm, I'm still mad. I actually muted my mic on stream. It happens to all of us. But 
I will say, I will say in my defense, even though I mean my mic on stream, I wasn't muted for all of us that I will beyond the loot stuff that I was, a, I was a pretty good tour guide. I was a pretty good tour guide from the two. It's like, don't you, Hey, you're going to, Hey, you're going to hear yourself an accident. Don't worry. It happens. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> left bumper tap his heel. Left bumper hold his powers. Hey, oh. <laughs> it's going to happen, bro. Don't worry about it. Yeah. There's a little... <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was a little tricky. Definitely. Um, but yeah, man, good shit there. Um, so once again, one of the games that Arthur does uh, stream on the channel for the Game is for Life. So again, be sure to subscribe on that. And then everything else, Game is for Life, go to linktree.com forward slash Game is for Life. That's the one stop link if you want to check out just the audio episodes, the video episodes, and just anything else, our social media as well. Uh, and here at the Game of Life podcast, we read the news while you can watch or listen to what you choose by clicking on the links of the time code within the description of the episode so you can get exactly what you want to hear uh, or watch on the show. Or you can just hang out with us here at the Game of Life podcast. And man, uh, if you were been sleeping under a rock, the Game Awards for 2023 did pass, happened yesterday. And um, Well, before your transition of... if you have. Your transition with Sleep Under Rock was good, but can I use that for another major Sleep Under Rock story? Unless you want to use it, talk about it for later. Um, the major game yeah. coming in 2025 that PC players can't play. Um, yes, let's save it. But okay. book, but book, note it. I'll use a different okay. transition. I'll make sure. You, I'll make sure you, you know you know where I'm going with that. I, I think I, I think I think I do, and I have a whole rant for it as well. Okay, then yes, 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 yes. You do. Sorry, There's, I just my brain, my brain heard the my brain heard the phrase from you. If you've been living under a rock, you yeah. might not have heard, and I'm like, oh, it's not where he's going with that. I just, wanna, I, just wanna, I just wanna make sure every now, every no, you're, now and no, again, no, 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 that was sharp. That was sure you picked that up. Every now and again, we forgot to tick. We forgot. We forget to talk about shit like. I still remember when we binged, we binged three episodes of Halo to talk about the pod. Not one episode. We binged three fucking episodes back to back right before we recorded. And we forgot. And the, and the process of turning off the TV, taking a shit, coming back, and talking about anything fucking else, we forgot. Oh, we totally didn't talk about Halo this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now, now, that's out, now that that's out of our system. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was actually. So I, I get, I get my brain just heard, you know, I was like, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me make sure we're good. Let me, let's not pull a Halo. Let's not pull a shitty Halo episode three and forget about stuff. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that. But yeah, definitely book note that for me. Yeah, there's a few things I'm going to be going off on. Uh, one thing to be super excited about, just the fanboying out, and then uh, a few side notes of also additional soapboxes. Um, <laughs> so, so, Game Awards, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, obviously, general impressions. Um, your thoughts. You know, since this is, what, the third or fourth Game Awards that we've, we've witnessed, watched, we've seen yep. it grow. Um, there's less people that are uh, rushing the stage to say Bill Clinton wants GTA six, where the fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts? What were your just general impressions on the, on how the awards went? So I couldn't catch the whole thing. Um, I, I clocked out of work. That's I cooked a bunch of food, did adult life. Um, so I know did a bunch of food prep Winter's coming. I'm putting my freezer to use. Uh, nice. I, I cooked a bunch of potatoes rather than spending rather than spending like nine bucks a bag on those pre-frozen like breakfast potato things. 
I was buying a whole bag of potatoes for like four bucks, cut up my own bell purpose onions and fucking threw it all through, uh, did some oil, salt and pepper and threw all in freezer bags. So bam, now I have a bunch of breakfast shit. So I was nice. doing adult life. I couldn't catch the game. I didn't catch a lot of the game words life. Um, but what I did end up catching, I, I liked, um, you and I were in the party for a little bit as I burp. Sorry. Um, overall impressions of the show. I liked it. Jeff Keeley is wearing the same suit. He always wears. I'm not mad at the guy. It was a live thing. <laughs> he changed his shoes. Thing. He did change his shoes. He I did. did notice that <laughs> he's no longer wearing his like fucking clown shoes, <laughs> his white clown shoes, you know, trying out for kingdom hearts for live action, the movie. Um, nice. <laughs> I, like something about just seeing a live in-person crowd for a gaming event is like that's what we want e3 is coming gone e3 is dead now we know because we talked about it previously e3 died for a lot of background reasons it was too expensive it was like they were it was like there it was like its own bubble to pop to pop which they didn't pop or let it deflate a reminder with e3 we talked about it there was a couple of gaming studios that just said, hey, it's just too fucking expensive to go, so we can't go. And that snowballed into bigger companies saying, like, yeah, we ain't broke, but I'm still also not going to spend that much money for a fucking one weekend. <laughs> right. So fucking so Jeff really, again, is killing it with the only really live action things. Um, there is one, like, fav- moment we'll talk about later because you're going to talk about it. But, like, little things I liked. Uh, it was cool seeing Gonzo there. Um, yeah, that I, I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. He did bring up a good point because I, 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 I thought I'll be saying that. You know what? You know what, Drill Gonzo brought up a good point. Because <laughs> it was funny because that little bit they Gonzo t- touched on something that all gamers like know: chickens and games. We don't know why. We don't know how, but if we see a chicken in a game, we're just going to try killing it. Whether it's yeah, you know, Zelda, facts. Skyrim, Phantom one Pain. of the best, <laughs> Phantom Pain, one of the best, lo- one of the best levels from Spy Hunter, the Chicken Hunter level. It was like he had the corkboard, he had the corkboard and shit, and uh, what's the chicken's name, Hilda, something like that. It was yeah. just like it, it was just it was really I thought it was being kind of cringe. It was really kind of funny and like it really got me kind of like Ratatouille moment going down my brain. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, there are a ton of games. Gonzo spinning facts. There's a ton of games where we just enjoy killing chickens. <laughs> yeah, and whoever whoever was controlling him was really on point with like the Jim Henson like slowly turning and stuff like that. I said, okay, whoever's doing this is a professional. I was like, they killed that shit. <laughs> Dude, Jim Henson's legacy lives on the fact that Gonzo was at the fucking Game Awards. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, and and I yeah, like I said, like I didn't know I was going to like it as much as I did. So I was like, oh, this is actually really funny and and like enjoyable. <laughs> uh, there's like two other smaller moments I want to speak to. Um, the con the the music was cool. The musical performances were yeah, sick. Yeah, very cool. Um, I definitely think they spoiled one of the awards for best soundtrack when they you know played. Final Fantasy Seven music that kind of feel like kind of you know we'll get more of that but shocker dead giveaway, again, you know, dead giveaway that Final Fantasy won for best soundtrack when they fucking play it. Um, Hellblade, I forget actually I might I might be getting myself. 
was Hellblade a nominee for best soundtrack or no? Uh, no, it was more of like a uh, like a world premiere new trailer for okay. it. Okay, the only reason I asked that because I know the Oscars do that. I know the Oscars when the Oscars when the Oscar when the when the Oscars have like let's say four to five nominees for best soundtrack throughout the show, they play the song that's nominated for the Oscar throughout the show. So I didn't know Correct. if Jeff did that as well. Of like, oh, Hellblade is announced for best soundtrack, so let's play a song from Hellblade. So, but I didn't think about that to now when we were live. We all agreed, oh, well, that means Final Fantasy is going to win. But the Hellblade, the Hellblade, the Hellblade uh, music stuff was cool. Like you were saying, Joel, the Hellblade music is always on point. One thing I did like from the show, a smaller moment, my last little kind of cider small moment I'll talk about before uh, I'll let you do your thing. They did it, Drill. Somehow, they fucking did it. They didn't have lizard people talk. They fucking had actual humans talk like a goddamn human. Right. And it's hilarious because it was if you if the part of the show I'm talking about specifically was the Discord part. It was the Discord part, and I yeah. think it's hilarious that all the things of all the companies, all the ads, all the you know, scenarios yeah. of what could have ended this lizard people streak is it was discord, a community known for not fucking touching grass. <laughs> so I just, I forget the exact quote you were there. I can't think of word for what they did, but just something about it felt organic. Very. It's like the script writer was like, Hey guys, we're going to write a script that actually means that makes it actually makes it sound like, you know, that how to carry a conversation with another human being on planet earth. Yep. Versus before, hey guys, I'm gonna write this as if I've never had a friend my whole life. <laughs> so I just thought that was worth noting that it, we finally saw a live event thing, and it was like they had this gamer Discord moment, but it wasn't lizard people speak. It wasn't like, oh no, Johnny is down. We should revive him. Don't worry, leave it to me. I have my super reviving ability because I'm the medic class. Oh, jolly gee, guys, that's just swell. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, bro. That was very like we're like because like, we kind of looked at each other. We we're like, or we we're just like, yo, like that was really good. <laughs> like that yeah. was a very authentic, like online speak, you know, for a Discord uh, commercial. Or like, yo, that didn't. That was not cringe. <laughs> it, was, it was not cringe yeah 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 very very um very impressive yeah definitely i was like oh Who, shit I was like, okay. whoever wrote whoever wrote the script for that discord segment or that discord commercial i think it was a segment or commercial um whoever wrote it good job yeah I good think, job i think it was just like uh i don't know a sponsor or something but definitely a commercial in play yeah because you know Cause you heard me, I was, by the way, I was playing remnant in the background. So I'm just like dying. I died multiple times. Cause I was looking at my phone, watching the thing. I'm like, Oh, what one remnant two doesn't pause Two, There's no punishment dying. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck it. I'm just going to do both here. Uh, one of my favorite moments, uh, God of war, you know, obviously the guy who, uh, voices God of war, uh, talking shit on Call of Duty. He's saying, hey, Dude. at least my speech is longer than the Call of Duty campaign. Fuck. I forget his name, but I loved watching him Christian in Stargate some, SG. Yeah. I, I loved watching him in Stargate SG1. That's how I know where I know him from. Yeah. Before God of War. And yeah, like, I like that. I Because <laughs> it's like the Oscars either has smell your own farts 
or slap Chris Rock <laughs> and nothing in between. There's nothing in between. <laughs> so to have like, you know, like gamers, we fuck, we'll fucking roast each other, dude. We'll, 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 it's like, you know, you start looking like shit, you know, you can't play like shit. We'll call you out. And again, for him, for him presenting to, you know, throw shade at the new Call of Duty campaign like that, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, no, yeah, Christopher Judge, Christopher Judge, uh, his name. No, it was it was hilarious, and it was like yes, <laughs> it was like yes, that was deserved. Like there was, um, I guess IGN they were saying how uh, Call of Duty devs are a little peeved at Christopher Judge's dig during the Game Awards. I'm like, well, make a fucking longer campaign, assholes. <laughs> you know, it's like if you don't want to get shit, do a fucking better job than Dude. mailing some bullshit in. <laughs> you know that Call of Duty campaign was short. If people are making fun of a Call of Duty campaign, which is already known for being fucking short. Exactly. That's a great point. <laughs> Like everybody knows Call of Duty shorts. So if it's shorter than that, it's like Jesus. Like, hey, maybe we have a problem here. <laughs> There's a lot of people that play the Call of Duty campaign just to get some of like the rewards to use for the multiplayer. Mm. What's the story? I don't know, but I got this gun and the skin. Sick. Oh, fucking. <laughs> but yeah, but oh, you're man. right. Good call. Good call on that. Yeah. There's another thing too, and and I'm gonna be in my on my. Uh, on my petticoat junction, uh, playing Petty Roosevelt, if you will. But I just feel like I deserve this Petty Roosevelt moment. And um, seven nominations is what uh, Spider-Man 2 got. Guess how many awards it won. How many? Not a fucking one. Not one? Because <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is trash. Oh, fuck. I didn't know... Okay, it's not trash, but this is this was our point the whole fucking time when we talk about Spider-Man 2 building up closer to the release. I thought it was gonna get pushed back because I was like, the game, like it doesn't seem like it's done. They didn't even say what the release date was. The game didn't win anything, and it was nominated like six or seven times. No wins whatsoever. It was a part of Game of the Year, which I have no idea why it was a part of a Game of the Year conversation. Um, fucking IGN, they sucked on Sony's Sony's schlong really hard and got all the the nominate uh, got all the uh, the ratings up for the game. All the games are nine out of ten or whatever it is. And they're Sony gobbled up Venom's black cock. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> and Miles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like they just they just went at it and like i mean and then especially with talking about the playstation uh portal or whatever with spider-man being played like they just ate it up they ate it up they took all sony's money just to promote the game but then we see the real the real uh you know the black ink you know um above the blue lines seven nominations didn't deserve any of them sorry you know what i mean like sorry I, I i don't think it deserved any any of it so yeah i was happy to see that <laughs> i, I see love that. that when we were criticizing spider-man 2 and all people were like now you know what the fuck talk about man like i said we never said the game was bad we never assumed the game was any bad correct we we knew we never bad wasn't the thing we were just saying could be better could have done this, could have done that, could have done new. You know, again, like I said, 
when Starfield came out, the word um, innovative was used was thrown was thrown all over the fucking place when Starfield came out, meaning the lack of innovation. And again, again, I the the fast shell mechanics, um, the fast shell mechanics were gonna be new. We knew then we'd be bad. We was like, cool, that was new. The the motion, the webbing, like the the traversing of the game is always on point. But again, it's like. It's just okay. Well, what's how is this really different from Spider-Man one from Spider-Man two compared to Spider-Man one? And to get it, and again, um, to get a platinum trophy in the, for a Sony game takes a lot. It means you have to perfect everything, and then know the perfect everything. Only thirty hours. That's kind of short for a Spider-Man game for that very, platinum trophy. Very, very short. So, it's put this way. There's two ways I'll describe this. It's we. It's not like. We knew Spider-Man 2 was going to be vast, but we were worried it was going to be hollow. And here's my other description. This is kind of like a football team. This is kind of a football team that's like, you know, we're getting close. We're getting more into the season. They're like eight and one. And you're like, yeah, they're hot shit. They're hot shit. And we're like, well, actually, if you look at the teams they've played, all the teams they played is fucking trash. So it turns out when they're going to play <laughs> this actual good team next week, they're probably going to get fucking stomped on. Yeah, and everyone's know. like, no, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like, dude, uh, they beat the fucking Browns and the Giants. Whoop the fucking who? And <laughs> and that's what it was. People were putting up Spider-Man like it's gonna go all the way, man. They're gonna they're gonna get their ring. They're gonna get their ring. I'm like, why? Because they fucking beat the why? Because they shut out the Giants. Who the fuck has done that? Right. <laughs> and um, you know, shout out to New York. Um, so Again, this is again, like I said, Drill, it proves our point when we're saying that it could have been more. And to a point, almost apples apples, Starfield could have been more, or Starfield could have been polished or tweaked. Also, it's probably why Starfield also didn't win any game awards themselves. Mind you, they weren't nominated, but guess what? Drill, you all know what Starfield and Spider-Man 2 have in common? None of them want a fucking award. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's very that's very true. I think we'll see I think we'll see some awards come with Starfield in the future. So when it comes to like community support, ongoing game, I feel like Starfield does have the capability to win an award in the future for that. Um, with mods, holy shit. Exactly. So if they if they follow through on their word and really executing in that, I do think Starfield can come around to win some awards. But but no, I absolutely agree. I mean, I would argue that that Starfield should have took in place of Spider Man. Not saying that it should win, but I think the fact that that Spider Man two came out um very like around October. It and felt then, recent. Very like recent. The, the timing of Spider-Man 2's release to the announcement of the nominees felt quick. Yeah. And it was known to have a decent amount of bugs, too, and no one really fucking talked about it. Like, there's people on nope. the internet saying, like, hey, like, this game came out with a decent amount of bugs, but Sony just wiped it clean as far as, like, you know, whatever algorithm bullshit that they did. Um, while on the other side of the spectrum, when it came to Starfield, it played very well on pretty much any platform that it was available on. When it came to the Series X, the Series X, the PC, you know, Game Pass, uh, you know, Steam, it ran well. It ran well, and that it was did. very that was very surprising, especially for a Bethesda title. People were like, "Oh wow, it actually runs pretty good." So they had to find other reasons to fucking shit on Starfield. Which, again, I always say, like, fuck that. Like, the game is good. Like, I don't give a fuck. I get the YouTube clout bullshit, trying to get your views up and subscribers up, but the game was good. Fuck them. So, um, 
I think it should have took place of a game of the year, you know, or a game of the year over Spider-Man fucking two, you For know, nominee, so, yeah. Exa- yeah, that's just my two cents there, but definitely, it, definitely it, there. Game uh, of the years are known to stand the test of time. Hmm. We'll get into that. Who actually won, but game of the years, game of the years are synonymous with stand the test of the time. For example, Joe, when you and I worked retail, we all know what tends to happen um like in january february or like you know the spring of the following year our cases used to have what on them game of the year edition game of the year winner like enough to not re-release but like retail stores used to redo the covers because again it had the testament replay had game of the year games are usually synonymous for like replayability and like Send it to test of time if it like short term, not like maybe 15 years later, 10 years later, yeah. but again, like year, like two to three years later, you're still like, fuck, I still want to play the game. Sorry, too, is like, dude, 30 hours, you've done everything. Yeah. So, again, like, yeah, you're right. I think Starfield should take his place as a nominee because that will definitely stand the test of time. And like, you know, it's like, oh, let it, you know, it's like, oh, let Starfield cook. Mods are on the way. You know, like I said, mods are on the way for that game. Whereas Spider-Man 2, We'll get a DLC. It'll be short. It's gonna be short. There's, there's, there's no way. If you're, if the second Spider-Man two announces a DLC, I'm guessing. Let's just call it now. In terms of gameplay, I'm gonna guess a six hour. I'm gonna guess six hours. Yeah, uh, that, I would agree. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be on par. <laughs> on and par for Spider-Man stuff. One more thing for Spider-Man two for the next game where Miles Morales will be the main character, dude. They better change his suit. <laughs> I will be watching that very closely. And I was gonna say too, it's like, oh, you, you guys are you guys are sad that you didn't win anything. Well, you know, once you know your flags, you know, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe you win something. <laughs> yeah, take this from a white guy living in the Midwest. Cuba and Puerto Rico, they're different. <laughs> <laughs> they're different. <laughs> to the Sony executives and people behind the scenes, they may look the same, they may sound the same, their food might be the same. It's not. It's different. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Food's different. Flags are different. Mad shit's different. <laughs> Women are different. I mean, there's differences. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Another best moment. Well, I want to wait until I go into one of my favorite moments, which I'm gonna fucking freak out about. But one yeah, thing, I, th- I know whether I know when the, yeah. that climax game in the show. Yeah. I was there. Yes. Yes. I'll be. Okay, goddamn, Joe, keep it your pants. <laughs> oh, no, I'll let it flop around all over at once. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Cyberpunk winning, um, uh, winning ongoing game. That was, yeah. that was a little bit of a tearjerker for me. Um, cause, uh, I know it obviously, cause I feel like I've seen, I saw the potential of this game for quite some time. And I know I didn't have the console version. I didn't have the, the, you know, the, the Xbox PS4 version or whatever the fuck it was that were just awful versions. You had PC. I had PC, correct. I, I purchased the Steam copy, digital copy, if you will. Uh, and I was like, this is a good game. It's not perfect, but for what they're doing, it is a very good game. And I could, I could, and, and if, if that was the version that everyone else played, absolutely it would have been in the conversation for some of these awards. And then obviously they had a lot of work to do in the game. Even for that PC version, the Steam version, there was a lot of updates that were needed. So I at least appreciate 
you know, obviously they got there, they, they did the lawsuit stuff, they still made their money, yada, yada. But the fact that they did follow through and providing updates and making the game uh, uh, playable, and especially with that cyberpunk uh, anime that really, I've really jolted, I think, people's interest oh, to play yeah. the game again. Um, I feel like that was a big battery in their back, too, to continue to work on the game. I'm impressed that they got it at least to where it is now before working on... I mean, they're working on Witcher 4, I believe, as we speak right now. But, it's been uh, confirmed that they're... It's a good timing they won the war drill <laughs> because it's big confirmed they are pivoting the teams away from Cyberpunk yeah. to focus on Witcher 4. Right. Right. They got they 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 you know they show up they show up to the game in February. They got that ring. And they're kind of dipping out, but it's yeah. okay. They they earned it. They earned it. Yeah, no, they earned it. No, I agree. They earned it, and I think in the state that Cyberpunk is in now, I think it's fine. You know, I think they finally fixed the fucking game to the point where yes, this is a playable experience. Like they're even saying, like you should play the game over. You should create a new save if you haven't already. Um, so yeah, I'm really proud of them uh, because you know obviously they didn't have to do that. Um, you know we've seen games time and time again where they don't do that. You know what I mean? So I was very proud of seeing that Cyberpunk. You know, obviously we we didn't. Um, I don't think any of us won for that, but but I was happy to see that. I was happy to very much see that when it came to just the Cyberpunk uh, waiting for ongoing game. Uh, were there any best moments for you before I start uh, pulling the lube out? Um, <laughs> no, oddly enough, not the first time I've heard that sentence from you. But... <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> nah, no, I kid. I kid. Wink. Um, I don't know. There was a definite, there was a lot of nostalgic moments in this, in this, in this show, man. Yeah. The cyberpunk one specifically, like you mm -hmm. can hear how thankful they were. Yeah. When they got the award because to, and they had to have known the backlash. The, uh, sorry, my tongue's really bug bugging me. So I keep pausing. Mm -hmm. They, they hadn't known the backlash they got from gamers at launch. Yeah. And to go from that, to this stage and to get that award was I think such a good moment for them. Like you can hear, I think he was almost like tearing up a bit when he was talking about that. Um, and he had the roadmap laid at the top of it, at the top of his head. He was like following launch. There was like 1.0, 1.5 edge runners, 2.0 phantom Liberty. And like I said, they are openly public of like, Hey, we kind of encourage you guys to start to play thriller because we've updated so much in a, <clears throat> in a good way. And it was just so good to see them up there. Um, I'm, I definitely, I didn't get a point cause I went to Fortnite because again, I thought that for all the things that Fortnite has done, which I also got announced by the way, but all the things that Fortnite had done up to that point, like, I thought Fortnite bringing back the OG maps would have fucking solidified that award alone. Like, like again, what Fortnite kind of became and how it became it, I was like kind of against because it just it's kind of like I call it money skins the game. I'm not saying it's fun though, but again, day one, like I said, day I played day one Fortnite, and that community organically is what made that game. So I I was shocked, not mad. I was really shocked that's that cyberpunk 
that Cyberpunk beat out Fortnite for best ongoing, considering what Fortnite has done this past year. No, I agree. I think you had a, a really valid point in in your choice of Fortnite. I was like, oh, shit, you might be right. You know what I mean? Especially with incorporating that old school feature or just, you know, the, the original feature that brought in a lot of gamers, you know, that aren't necessarily maybe the same gamers that are playing it from a majority basis today. I thought I thought was a really smart move as well. So, you know, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I forgot what I chose, but I didn't get it, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I think it chose, chose Apex. Oh, oh, or some, yeah, it chose Apex or some um, shit. Or maybe no, Genshin Impact. I think Genshin. That's what I chose. I chose Genshin. Um, so eventually, but, they get nominated every year. <laughs> so eventually, I, they're gonna get theirs. I forget what, but there was a couple nostalgia moments. There was a couple really good, like hit you in the feels. Like your boy was what's his name, Shue? Shuhei Yoshida, I miss that man so much, bro. Like, uh, in, and uh, I know you started this comment, so I apologize for cutting you off. But oh no, um, I, no, I no, that was an alley. Oh, dumb. like, 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 even what? Because the watching him, you know, taking that award for that indie game, you know, and him really, he, he was literally the leader of that indie department or whatnot. And you see the look on his face, you see his engagement, his excitement, his true passion for the art of games and for indie and really supporting indie. You know, like he's like the like, you know, like just like how you see that same uh passion for like Miyamoto, you know what I mean? Where he's super excited about the the anything, you know, anything Mario happening, anything Nintendo happening, or whatever the case may be, especially Mario specifically. But like Shuhei very much in the same type of passion, you know what I mean, for PlayStation and for indie and for games. Like, he really fucks with this shit. He doesn't just say it to say it, you know what I mean? And, and Jim Ryan, you know, we talk about him often on the show, and, and, and to me it's warranted because... <clears throat> He's just another suit and tie trying to push the the company through but like you don't really look at him as like a leader of the people yeah he's a leader of playstation like that's his title but he's not like he's a ceo of playstation but or was right or, or about to not be you know the first quarter um but on his way yeah, out yeah yeah on his way out and people didn't really like you don't fuck with 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 Jim Ryan. You know what I mean? People Rightfully so. Mad. They're not like, oh no, he should stay. Yeah, like yes, he did his job from a sales performance perspective, and I still and and call me a conspiracy theorist. I still think a lot of the reason why the PlayStation Five was where it's at is because of that scalping stuff, which I think. I think Sony was a part of. I'll just say it. I think Sony was. I think Sony. I think Sony did some outside implementation with the scalping. Not saying that they couldn't have hit those numbers to begin with, but something's weird that happened there. I'll just say that that was a big reason of them hitting those top console sales numbers and whatnot. But to continue on, like one of the things that made me super upset, the company gifted Jim Ryan a exclusive PlayStation one decorative style PlayStation five. When Jim Ryan is on record for saying, why are people playing older games? Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I totally forgot that happened. Remember? They, I totally forgot they gifted Jim Ryan a PS one themed PS five. And this is your right. This isn't the company. This is the man individually. That was such against backwards compatibility, the fucking foundation of Sony, and it's totally against all their classic skins and shit. 
on the way out, they fucking give him that PlayStation 1 PS5 that looks so good. It looks amazing. Like it looks like a Xerox machine, but it looks amazing. <laughs> the <laughs> controller looks amazing. And the he controller did, saved it. The controller saved it. The controller did save it. But it's just another thing where he he doesn't fucking care about like the, that whole stuff. He's like, oh, I got a great PlayStation Five. Thanks, guys. You know he, what I he's, mean? Like, he's like, get that to his nephew the exactly. second he sees him. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just like, fuck you, Jim Ryan. Like you don't even you don't even understand the read like the just the passion around that. You know what I mean? Like you don't even appreciate that. And they, like you said, exactly how you said it so so wonderfully. This is the same guy who wanted to take down the PlayStation 3 store. He wanted to take down the Vita store. Didn't understand why people were playing older games. Didn't understand the paddock ability. We want blockbuster games. You know, I'm you know, I'm Richard Nixon. Uh <laughs> like he just and and I am and not a crook. <laughs> I did not pay off the FTC to go after Phil Spencer. Right. <laughs> right. And, and and he gets gifted uh a a PS1 style PlayStation 5, such an oxymoron, such an oxymoron, and such an ironic thing. Like he gets gifted something that he doesn't. Yeah, hypocritical. It's very ironic. Where it's like, wow, he's gifted something that he doesn't even appreciate. So it's just like, fuck you, Jim Ryan. Um, the like, only way they could spin that announcement as a positive is if they fucking announce. If they fucking announce that that PS, oh, hell that yeah. PlayStation One PS Five bundle or something is coming for Christmas or it's coming soon, yes, that it will exist or it's a skin. A little soapbox I have, Joe. I don't like that we are now in the age where skin consoles, limited edi- limited edition consoles, are dead. It's fucking dead. It's fucked up, right? And X and Xbox does this too. I know I'm a clearly an Xbox fan. I'll call them shit out. I'll call this shit out. It is a no. It was drill. It was fucking annoying. Yeah. During the pandemic, when there was a worldwide shortage on consoles, drill. I swear to fucking god, every goddamn week there was a new sweepstakes for a new Xbox skin: mm. the Borderlands Three Handsome Edition one, the Forza one, the Porsche one, the FIFA one, the Madden one. Do you remember yeah. that shit? Yeah. There was like the the Wonka one, the Sonic one, the the. There was a couple of indie games that no one like the Redfall one. There's the TMNT one. Mm-hmm. There's just just make them. Yeah. Just and here's the thing. Here's here's some advice. What Xbox did for their controllers to have that what's it called the controller lab? Do that for consoles. You don't have to make them mass production. Make them to order price them accordingly because they're quote unquote custom made and they'll still sell they'll still sell um create you know again the supply the, the demand there create the supply for it but i don't like like uh like starfield for example um there is no true starfield console instead it's this weird velcro yeah, it's a jacket thing. <laughs> it's bullshit. a fucking yeah. scarf it's a console's jacket scarf yeah. yeah and again like we i like xbox i like starfield but that starfield weird cover shit is bullshit yeah it's trash exactly so i don't like that the supply is clearly there so much to the point that sony is you know, sending out cease and desist letters as much as I take a piss. Like, God damn. And so when we see these Xbox sweepstakes shit or these Sony 
influencer fucking jackass CFO CEO leaving gets all this like, well, why can't we have that? Do you not care about us? Your money comes from us. We, right. yeah, you have money because we fucking gave it to you. Right. We would like to a point, understandably, as hardworking adults and or you know humans, customers, we would like to give you more in ways we'd like it. I want. I know you're yeah. like. I can't think of the last time I owned like a or was even offered or able to buy like a a, a themed console i think the last one i had was the r2d2 xbox no i had two i had two i actually had um i had a, I called it my frankenstein because i had the r2d2 xbox 360 elite but the storage i had from it was you know from you know gamestop used but the storage i had from it was from the the halo the it was from one of the halo ones so it was like that dark green. The, remember the oval? Remember that weird oval, that giant oval, huge USB thing with that amber orange colored streak in the middle. So that's what I. That's the last time I, ha- I had that was R two D two was R two D two. Okay. Three sixty and that shit was sick. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny, man. Because when I started, when I first crossed over to original Xbox, my first Xbox was the green Halo console, the green transparent original Xbox. Oh, that was the first. That was the my first Xbox and yeah, transitioning to Xbox. And the last, the last theme console I got was, um, it was the place. It was the Battlefront PlayStation Four. Um, yeah, with the, uh, that was the, a good one with the Darth Vader controller. Yeah. The, I, I never should have sold that. I was a fucking idiot, but, um, that was, I should, le- ne- I should never have lost my Batman Arkham city collector's edition bat wing grip oh, LED changing yeah. controller. It had fans I, in it too, didn't it? Yes. It did, it's the best controller I ever owned. That it was had grips. insane. It had fans because it, it was Batwing style. It was ergonomic and the press of a button, you can change its colors. And I, like I said, I've told the story before. I don't care. I remember fucking spending all day to get that like hardest achievement in that fucking game with that controller. And I was just like, God damn it. It was a it's rainy day in Long Beach. I'm going down memory lane. It was like a rainy day in Long Beach. <laughs> I just remember that. So yeah, dude, we, the, and you had your Darth Vader controller. Oh God, it's been too long, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I, I we need those to come back. You know, we need those special edition consoles to come back. It means something. It means something, and the, like you said, the demands there. The demands. There. Fuck! Just I just realized. I just product. totally forgot. Xbox is now getting rid of the whole third party shit. We talked about that before. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is yeah, which is pretty lame. I mean, I, I, I've heard if it's a part of the list of licensed, um, you know, the licensed, yeah. then it's good. We did go through the list and all the yeah. like the top five we all rattled off the top of our head. They were all there. Yeah. They were all there. So that oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Because I know for PC owners, before we go back to the, the game awards, but I know for PC owners, if you're doing Game Pass, you have to have a first party. Like you cannot because I, I was doing Game Pass PC before I converted to console again. Um you have to have a first party controller in order to use uh, the cloud, the Game Pass cloud. Uh, service it can um, be licensed or like has to be microsoft first microsoft party. first party yeah okay good to know it's crazy yeah so i mean you know it's 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 a sorry mad cats yeah yeah rest in peace mad cats <laughs> but i mean afterglow power ba power power ba i want to say their name is power a or something but power, a. power a yeah there's some decent uh there's some decent third parties uh out there these get better and better as well but 
But yeah, man. Uh, I like how it's tradition. Every time we bring up Jim Bryan, we just get bummed out about like, <laughs> other shit. It's like he's a. It's like he's a fucking. It's like. He was a gravity hole of just bummed out. Like, let's talk about Jim Ryan. Oh, that reminds me to think of consoles. Oh, that reminds me of controllers. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, luckily, I have an upper for you, or at least an upper for me. Um, and, man, I'm going to preface this and go hard into it. Pause. But uh, we've been talking about this gentleman for many, many of Game uh, Gamers for Life episodes, Arthur. Uh <laughs> you have been talking about this man. <laughs> That's true, but but you but you've been you've been like oh wow now there, I see I, now I see why like this is like kind of funny. <laughs> I I I follow this man on Instagram and he posts the most cryptic shit. And every now and again he'll post something I'll tease something and I got a hint of that tease and I'm like this is what people have been up with for years. <laughs> this man is like the champion of edging people. Like, God damn. He's yeah many many edgings over the years, but man. This this was the first like uh, you know I was just talking about you all talking I was talking to you off mic as far as like man it's been a rough year yada yada but yesterday seeing that I just my fanboy shit just went like fourth gear like once I once I, uh, uh, Jeff Keeley announced uh announced him on stage and then seeing that light above the door and the door opening i was like holy fuck that is a nessus that is a pt reference that is absolutely a fucking pt reference that's like oh my god no no you know and then also them showing like the game the game that they've been actually fucking working on not like the fake abandoned shit you know where it's just like Goddamn, Kojima goes out of his way to make a fake game to for to present a real one, um, but just seeing that that footage, you know, that early whatever pre trailer treat teaser footage, I'm like, yes, no fucking way, no fucking way. And then after seeing Xbox Game Studios and Kojima Productions, I'm like, no fucking way. And I see that door open and see, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> it felt like oldie three dude it felt yes. it felt like a moment of like and now welcome to the stage keona reeves yeah. you're breathtaking you know it, <laughs> you were losing your shit it was so fun oh, it was man. so nice and that's what i was saying earlier there's a lot of nostalgic moments it felt really nice to like bear witness to you just losing your shit to finally sing Co hodeo kojima the man, the myth, the legend, the edger on a game stage. It's been too long. Yes. And you were losing like you were losing that shit. It was like, dude, it was almost like we were kids again, like pointing out the references. That's a PT door. That's the door from PT. Oh shit. <laughs> and like that was like such a quiet clapback at konami yes to have their door that he made on someone else's stage fire making a game for someone else the most passive aggressive fuck you yeah i'm out and to have him come out and the way jeff introduced him was such with respect absolutely so done so smooth the way he brought out Hideo Kojima, he knew what he was doing. He knew the importance of it. And you can tell there was a genuine relationship between the two because he didn't bring him out. Like, guess who the fuck it is? No, he was like a, an entertainer, you know, an artist, visionary, yeah, a visionary that has been a fan and a supporter 
of the Video Game Awards since its, since its birth 10 years ago. And then he brings them out for the 10th anniversary, the 10th you know, Video Game Awards. And I'm like, God, everything about it was great. Yeah. It was so well. The fanfare, the fandom, the fanboying. And it and when and then the video comes out and it still wasn't even done. There's still more going on. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, no. I got no, I'm glad you made that point too, because that's an amazing point. You know, and it's just it just like it's like emotional. It's just like, oh my god, no fucking way. And you're absolutely right, Arthur. Like, like Keith, Jeff Keeley treated Kojima with the respect that he deserves to be treated, you know. And I know there's some there's some gamers that they may not understand or they may not like the pacing of his games, and I understand that, and I can't hate on that. But I can only speak to my experience of what Kojima's done for me as far as how I got into games. You know, I say this time and time again, Metal Gear Solid, my favorite game of all time the game that really made me understand like wow i didn't know you could do that with games just how he creates this uh just intuitive immersive experience even just like the whole psycho mantis level you know oh you gotta pull your controller into controller too so we can't read your mind like just like insane like insane things like that and creating this huge narrative and where you really feel like you're you're achieving something and you really feel like you're going through this shit like just creating these experiences that no one has literally fucking done and he's literally re to me re-innovated the experience of games and no one's done it like 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 when it comes to he has done that you know he has done that and has inspired others to do similar like re-innovation in, in their way but he is a pioneer of that re-innovation you know that re-innovation so yeah i was just like and there's an importance to that and i'm glad that joe keely respect uh, gave him that respect of introducing him on stage and also too you know talking about jordan peele you know, being a welcome to the stage as well. And I was like, son of a bitch. I was like, he was on his fucking podcast. I said, why did I put two and two together that he would be working with them? I said, like, that makes perfect fucking sense. You know what I mean? Because I, I was on the podcast or I was, I listened to a couple of episodes, you know, and very different, obviously, because, you know, uh, could you, you know, he doesn't speak English or he speaks very little of it. So there's like a translator, it's like an AI robot that kind of helps, like, you know, manage the podcast and stuff as the show goes on. But I remember when I saw that, that Jordan Beale was a guest on the show, I said, Oh, interesting. I was like, okay, well, it makes sense, you know, this and that, you know, and obviously Jordan Peele, obviously a huge horror fan, you know, the, the horror movies that he's been making recently and it's him being naturally interested in horror, connected with horror and being a director and so on. So the fact him collaborating with him on that and he, you, and remember Arthur, he also said that he's working with other people as well. And I don't think he's just talking about actors. I wonder if Guillermo is working with him on this product. I feel like he would work with Guillermo again mm. for a couple reasons. Mm. He he knows the talents there because he worked with them on um, Death Stranding. Death Stranding 2 coming soon, by the way. Um, yeah, I advertise Sony every now and again, not only Game Pass, I advertise Sony when it's owed. <laughs> I rephrase this. I advertise nice. Kojima right. when I can. Right. The rare instances. <laughs> I feel like also too, it's like I almost feel like he he would work knowing him. Let me say, guessing who he is, and 
how he carries himself. I feel like it would almost work with Guillermo del Toro again, almost because like it's owed. It's owed from I the agree. game that it's owed from the game that was taken away from them. It was taken away yeah. from the both of them. Guillermo del Toro, when you hear him talk, he's not a typical like Hollywood director smelling his own farts, fucking bullshit movies. Guillermo del Toro is a storyteller. He's a fan of the genre. He's a fan of the art. He is an entertainer, and he knows that entertainers do not survive without their fans. The, you know, you can't take home an award unless there's someone to cheer you on as you walk to the stage. Guillermo del Toro understands that, and I feel like that was one of the reasons that brought those two together so early on. So again, for more reasons than one, I feel like a, I do. I would bet that a significant reason for those two to possibly work together is again because it's owed. I wouldn't put a past Kojima to have that conversation with him. Um, yeah, and we're we were both guessing that when the door when the door creaked, when they were like, "Oh, is that someone there? Is that someone else behind the door?" We were both guessing Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, because first I thought it was I thought it was Guillermo, and I was like, "Oh, it's Jordan Peele." Oh, sure, Peel. Okay, you know the guy can edit that. Moment podcast. of realization for me was hilarious because I'm like, oh, that's what it looks like watching me do that shit. <laughs> so I was like, oh, sure, Peel. Oh shit! Oh, he's in the <laughs> ah, and then like a wave of blah. Yeah, like, I was like, it's all coming back to me. Oh my god, he was on the podcast, dude. Oh, I yeah. can't believe that the that that the maker, uh, you know, the maker of Milk Solid and Stanley Stanley Hill is working with the maker of get out and um what was the other one called up the oh um no not up but yeah he's he, i forgot i forgot what the other i forgot the name of the other uh the other one, but yeah mad a few uh, other a few other of those films. nope it was one word nope, it was, yeah, it was yeah. nope it was nope very great title by the way like yo white people doing shit nope <laughs> um <laughs> So that moment of the Game Awards, dude, that that almost for me, and I'm not even a big Kojima's fan as you, it almost like in that moment, it almost kind of made up for like the fact we haven't had an E3 really in like if what it feels what it feels like a couple of years. Because that's the type of stuff that used to happen annually or semi-annually. You know what I mean? And I remember you and you and I we're watching that conference and it that the Microsoft conference I'm referring to where it ended with, Oh, one, one more. We have someone working on their passion project. Remember that's how it was advertised from day one. It was average. We have, we have someone working on their passion project and we want them to tell, tell you about it. And you see Kojima one. You're like, Oh shit. It's Kojima. Oh shit. Kojima's with Xbox. Oh shit. Kojima's working on a passion project for Xbox. And then, like, it all sums up, oh, shit, Kojima's working on a passion project for Xbox. That's, like, that, that, like, that phrasing alone was great marketing for Xbox. And to see it, that work come to fruition, like, and here's the thing. They were very upfront with this game. So let's, I'm going to go back to the game. They're being a very upfront about this game. They, were, they said at the Game Awards that sometimes these games feel more like a movie than a game but we still feel like you enjoy it and we still feel like the story you'll witness you'll the story you'll the story you'll be immersed in cuz even Jordan Peele was shouting out Jordan Peele another tangent but it's all the same thing 
Jerome Peel was, was giving respect to Kojima too. He like like you said, Kojima is like the master of immersion. Like your your one of your best you know moments with Metal Gear Solid was the whole controller thing. I like kind of puzzly games. So the one I'm referring to is the one where you had to look at the game case. You remember that? The one you had to look at the game case oh, yeah. for the code. It's on the back and of the CD I've, case. That's 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 Metal Gear Solid as well. I've never had to, you know, I've never had to like do something physical in my real life to solve a puzzle in a game. Right. And, <laughs> and so again, this is the master of immersion. So from when we solve the game. It does again seem more of like let's say they were they they said that it's gonna be almost kind of more like a movie than a game. Um, the actors they that it's in this game I'm a fan of. I recently rewatched Blade, so one of the guys was like one of the you know one of the villains in the first Blade movie, not the man who was like the sub mini boss in the Blade movie. And then the actress whose name I forgot. She's been really cool. She was the she was the girl from the It movies. The she was the girl oh, from yeah. It one, It two, and she was also remember the, I think she was the druid. I don't know. I don't care about this. I don't know her class, mm. but she was the shapeshifter in the Dungeon and Dragons movie that turns into the owl bear. Mm. She was. I don't know if you saw that. Watch that. She was awesome in that. So to see her in this, I'm like, okay, I'm happy. To, I'm happy that. And here's the other. Here's the here's the other thing too. Kojima is known for pulling actors into his games. He does not pull shit tier actors into his games. Right. Right. Yeah. Usually it's, it's actors where he is, he is like really impressed. Like when, with their work, some way, shape or form He's like, Oh wow. Like, yeah, yeah, this person could be on my, you know, be part of my creative art or whatever. He he, he usually doesn't just pull people out of the hat. What about this guy? What about this person? What about this person? Yeah. He has some type of attachment artistically with that person. So you're absolutely, absolutely right there. And yeah, you're all right about George Jordan Peele giving him his props. Um, and then how his connection with Metal Gear Solid 2. I'm assuming he's referring to Sons of Liberty. Um, even yeah. though, you know, obviously the biggest grumble is like, I play Snake for 20 minutes. What the fuck? But, <laughs> but the best part of, uh, Sons of Liberty, which stands the test of time, is that last 30 minutes of the game where you find out about the AI and their reasoning for doing everything and, and how it's kind of connected into society as far as like how realistic it can how like the thought process of what they're doing and how like hey there's a lot that this game almost kind of predicted in a sense you know so like that being just kind of revolutionary in itself um his games have been about his games have been about nuclear armament um yeah you know well world you know miniature world wars mm. on a smaller like firefight scale yeah. And AI. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty fucking accurate to me. <laughs> yes, sir. So I do want to get to the awards as far as uh just basically uh every year uh for the Gamers for Life podcast, Arthur and I we put our bets, our bids on uh, who's gonna win what. Um and this was I think this is our highest scoring game uh game awards. Because I remember last year was pretty low scoring comparatively. It was just... one of the years we were just like, "Fuck, yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. not in touch with the kids." <laughs> right? We're just like, I don't know, man. But this one was pretty, pretty close, pretty close. So I'm just gonna read the categories uh, where we each got a, where either we both got a point or one of us did. Um, um, can you also add the winner? Of course. Because <laughs> I of course. again I didn't catch all of it, so I forgot. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll add the win. Oh, you mean the winner of uh, of the like the, who actually the, the won points. the points? Oh yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Or, or, or who or won this thing? I have both. Yeah. I had both. Thank you, because yeah, I, I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I've had both. Good so, to so our first, uh, our first points on the board, um, anticipated, uh, most anticipated game, Final Fantasy Rebirth. We both agreed, so we both got a point for that. Um, for as far as the voice actor, uh, Baldur's Gate Three, I forgot the gentleman's name, but we both, uh, we both guessed that as well. We're like, uh, oh, you guessed that too? Ah, oh, fuck! Did. I thought that I, I knew I got that point. I was thinking like, oh, I don't know if I don't know if Gerald got that one. Fuck. Yeah, because I remember I remember hearing um, a lot of positivity from that character and seeing like some behind the scenes stuff as well. I'm like, okay, this guy, I, th- I think this guy's kind of sparked the interest of like it being the favorite. So yeah, I agreed with you on that. Um, best adaptation, Last of Us. That is where I got a point for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, f- I fucked up on that one. I read that I was like. I don't know. Entertain like best video game entertainment is like how my head read it, but yeah. adaptation of one to one, I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, as far as for best multiplayer, uh, Baldur's Gate three, I was like, I'm right there with you. I don't see, I don't see anything else being better than that. So we got, we we each got a point for that. Uh, best racing game, four is on the list. We're like, yeah, why? What what else would possibly win? Not Gran Turismo, that's for goddamn sure. So Forza, so we each got a point for that. Um, best sim, best sim strategy, oh. Pikmin Four, um, which I knew was going to be high in the the cards, especially for my, the fantasy card. Uh, we both each got a point for that. Uh, best family game uh, was the Mario, uh, and we both guessed that as well. Damn it! So, I mean, good job, Jarrell. <laughs> hey, hey, we're both we we both saw the signs. You know what I mean? Uh, best fighting game actually went to Street Fighter Six. So, yeah, so I, got, I, I remember that. I did not get the point there. No worries, no worries. Uh, best RPG, Baldur's Gate Three. I was like, yep, uh, and uh, we both guessed that as well. So we both got a point for that. Uh, action adventure game, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, we both were like, yep. Tears of the Kingdom, so we both each got a point for that. Very interesting, by the way, as far as for, you know, it got that, but didn't really win for anything else, uh, which is pretty interesting in my opinion. Uh, Still a great game, obviously, but I just found that very, very interesting. Uh, Best action game, you kicked my ass on that. You said Armor Core 6. Uh, I did not choose Armor Core 6. I think I chose Genshin Impact or some shit, but you got a point for that, and I didn't. I was like, God damn it. Um, this is another one that you you, you uh, hit it right on the head. Uh, <laughs> you're like, Drill, you, you underestimate uh, uh, the Transylvanian <laughs> tall women. <laughs> So oh, yeah. VR Resident Evil Village, you correct you, you you were great you were correct on that. You uh, underestimate the power of nine foot tall vampire. Yeah, <laughs> yes. In VR, <laughs> so you got a point for that. I missed on that one. Um, let's see, uh, independent game, independent game. You actually smoked me on that as well. You chose Sea of Stars. I chose the day of the diver. I was like, God damn it. So you on game a- pass, by the way, whoop, whoop, whoop. on game pass. Very awesome. So you got a point for that. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, best community, best community game. 
uh you chose cyberpunk um which was a good guess definitely but i just i just remember baldur's gate being in... i forgot that super early alpha shit yeah i remember seeing it through steam i was like wow like, interesting you know and by the time it came out it's like holy shit this gameplay is incredible yeah that's why call. i was like ball yeah so it was like baldur's gate so i got a point for that one um let's see games for impact uh this is one that you smoked me on you were like oh chichia you know and um I forgot what I chose, but I did not choose that. So I was like, fuck. So you got the point for that one. Um, let's see. This one. Best performance. I'm trying to think what that was. But we both chose Ball We both yeah. chose Baldur's Gate 3. Um, uh, so we both got a point for that. Um, and then this one was best audio design. Um I should have fucking I should have fucking listened to you, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> he said, you know, oh, Hi-Fi Rush, you know. And I was like, no, nah, I'll wait too. I'm sure they like hit some cans and stuff to make those scary sounds, but I got it wrong. You got a point for that. <laughs> so good job on that. Um, however, for this next one, I did get a point for the, the best score. Um I, I I dove in. I said, you know what? Final Fantasy 16. And then I know you got you, that one. I did. I did. Uh, I thought that was one we both fucked up on. Because you, <laughs> you chose the Nintendo team, which I believe was the score for Tears of the Kingdom. Zelda, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to go for Final Fantasy 16. Um, so I, I ended up getting the, the point for that guy. That's right. Once, yeah. I. I knew Final Fantasy was gonna win it once they once they said they played the music for it, yeah. but I was like, I, I don't I don't remember you picking it, so good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, and the best game direction. This is one where I was like, you know what, I think this is gonna get it. You chose Baldur's Gate three, rightfully so, uh, but I chose Alan Wake two. I was like, Alan Wake two's got to win for something around here, so I chose that one. I took the took the the bet there, and uh, Alan Wake two uh, did win. Uh, did that was win. this was the start of the categories where we really got into the nitty gritty where fuck everything's gonna be close yes very very close now game of the year game of the year we had a really interesting conversation talking about here's the kingdom ballers gate here's the kingdom ballers gate and you were like you know what i'm gonna go for it bars gate three i'm gonna do it and i was like turn to the kingdom and i fucking got it wrong <laughs> Yeah, I was like the game that's talking about the standard of video games. There's no way that can't win it. There's no yes. game that changed the supposed expectations of a game at launch. Yes, sir. Baldur's Gate 3 yep. took home game of the year. I did not watch that live. I want to go watch the back and watch that live now yeah. for the speech and the reactions. Great job to everyone involved in that fucking game you yes. deserve all of it yes yeah you changed every i mean to me it's like i'm glad they got that award so they can talk their talk you know what i mean because the publishers no one was trying to give them any type of positivity around that fucking were, media journalist right fuck you <laughs> right it's like fuck y'all so that totals everything where because you went with your gut, Arthur. You chose the you chose the you chose it with your hot. And because of that, you did beat me this year. Fifteen points on the board where I was right behind you. Fourteen points. Congratulations. Why what? <laughs> you won. Why won? <laughs> yeah. 
No way. So congratulations. It was that close? It was close. That's why I was like, this was a crazy Dude. fucking year, bro. Yeah. I feel like the pa- like I think you're right. Last year was like we both kind of fucked up. It was up like and- nine and eight or something. I was like, I won, but it was like very little. Like there's like goddamn 22 different. Yo, this year, this year we were, what's up? This year we knew. We had our ear to the ground for real. Yeah. We yeah good job us yeah like, i know i won well. it like i you know i only won by once so i'm not gonna shove in your face <laughs> but and this was also the first year what feels like in a wild drill you know what i feel like you and i got so many high points this year because there were so many games that actually fucking deserve the nomination i'm not talking about you Spider-Man. um again Baldur's gate Alan Wake won. Alan Wake won. Yeah, direction and oh, Alan Wake. Oh, I think also won narrative or that. I think that was a call yeah. like best direction slash narrative. Yeah, I was happy Alan Wake won that for you mm. because and the 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 person who I think the head writer or something, mm. the director of the game who accepted the award for Alan Wake for best narrative, again called it how is it called it how it is. This is a narrative driven game, right? Alan Wake isn't, you know, fucking Fortnite. It's not, you're not, you know, teabagging, fucking three-skissy, no-scoping motherfuckers. Right. While hearing 14-year-old child the N-word. That's not Alan Wake. Right. Alan Wake is a story-driven game. So to have that director mention that, yeah. getting that award, that was the, I felt like, of all the things that Alan Wake could have won, because I know you were all in an Alan Wake, not only for the Game Awards, but, like, for your card as a fan, um, I knew Alan Wake was was your jam from day one, and to see of all the awards Alan Wake won, was best narrative, was so good, dude. Like I agree, yeah. That's it. This award, this award year was great. There is the and now that the dust has settled, there's a lot more to talk about. Like I said, you mentioned something that I was already talking about. Spider Man Two was nominated for what is it seven awards, seven not nine seven nominations, yeah, and got none. Nothing. And then also, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom only walked home with one. Yeah. It's crazy. High Hi-Fi Rush got its praise exactly where it needed to get its praise. Yeah. Audio design. Audio design. Armored Core 6. <laughs> Armored Core 6, that was another tough category because yeah. um, I think Hi-Fi Rush was on that list too. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned Run the Two. Run the Two got mentioned as well. I think Run the Two yeah. was either best action game or multiplayer or something. But Run yeah. the Two was on the board, and again, happy for it. Yeah, so Absolutely. many good earned awards, so many good nominees. Again, it's um, kind of insane too that Armor Core won it because we were talking about we we're like, wait, the, like it was like a year since they announced it, and it came out, and it got nominated for a fucking award, and it won that award. <laughs> Like that's just you were, itself. Uh, that was the most random Hail Mary. <laughs> Fuck this. There's no way I, I think I outbid it or draw up or church outbid it. Mm. No, we're I, I remember now. Both church and I were going to counterpick your armor core six. We yeah. were both gonna do it. We're like armor core six, that just got shown like last week. What the fuck are you talking about? And the fact that from software did something that we feel like no games do nowadays. Which is just release the game after fucking announcing it. Right. And there's another thing about that we'll talk very soon. Um, <laughs> but, and for it to win best action as it should, you know, again, from software, from software, they have, 
It's diehard fans will say it should get nominated for best narrative. No, the fuck it shouldn't. They have a very <laughs> convoluted, deep, deep, deep lore. Mm. I'm not saying the story from from software Souls like games have lore, but not necessarily story. And so again, for all the categories of from software game, could have won action. It's exactly what they wanted to win. Again, same thing like Alan yeah. Wake. Of all the categories, Alan Wake wanted to win. It won Best Narrative. Of all, all the categories, Hi-Fi Rush could have won. Audio design. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Everyone was hitting. Everyone was like on. Everyone was hitting exactly. Everyone was hitting their mark exactly where they needed to hit their mark. And it was yeah. so fun. And it was so fun to watch. Very fun. It's not. It's not like, oh, I missed my point. I'm mad now. It's like you know what? No, they fucking earned it. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely. This is one of the best. Uh, I think it might be the best year for the Game Awards, in my opinion, versus all the other ones that I've seen. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of Jeff Keighley. It's, this is this as far as how he's gotten it, um, where he's gotten it, you know, and it being a, a really respected, you know, an absolutely respected thing. Um, and, and obviously his tenure into the, you know, into the business, right? So, um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, this is seeing, seeing, uh, seeing it, seeing this happen from, uh, just from the previous game awards, them making certain adjustments, you know, people walking on stage and saying, Bill Clinton wants GTA six and whatever, you know, those, uh, those fucking, uh, 4chan fuckers or whatever they are, uh, and all that stuff and them cleaning that up, adding more security, uh, all the hosts were amazing. I forgot her name. I'm a huge fan of her, uh, but she did a great job as well. Jeff Keel looked great. Uh, the presentation was great. It was on point. I never felt like there was a, a real cringe moment. I feel like everyone played their part really well, even Christopher Judge, even though he might have had a little bit of um, slight, you know, maybe on the stage a little too much. Uh, his joke with Call of Duty just kind of just just killed it, you know. That that, that was just made up for it, you know. It was just hilarious uh, in itself. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's that that was probably the best game awards I've seen, and really just me being 35 years old and having that fanboy moment over Kojima, and 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 that whole thing, that whole thing of having him uh, just just creating that whole ambiance, doing it for him, and uh, just executing it so well. Uh, and then obviously too, you know, the train. We're talking about my boy, Je our boy Jeff. Yeah, Jeff and Kojima, and even like the uh, the translator, you know, for Kojima, on point because there was a point where where Kojima was, you know, his answer was pretty extended, and uh, the translator answered it like he answered it and just as extended. I was like, wow, like this guy, like he must be his right hand man, you know, for a lot of international business. Um, so yeah, man, just overall, just talking about overall the show, you know, just incredible, just an incredible, well rounded, amazing. Um, yeah, I just uh, uh, that made me very happy as a gamer. And and you said before too, as far as you know, it shows that you can have you can have an award show in person. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be a, m a money grubbing whore like how E three has been. Um, and, and really invest, you know. And, and and Jeff has called it for decades as far as just like you guys aren't really like you guys don't really give a shit about any of this. You know what I mean? And and 
seeing his passion. It's kind of like a prime example as far as like the difference between Shuhei and Jim Ryan. You know what I mean? It's just kind of that's kind of the exact kind of mirror mirrored example there. So amazing stuff. Um, and just let it be known, let it be known that Jeff Kelly is the man that brought Hideo Kojima back to a gaming stage. Yo, facts facts um of course we can't end the show without the game that got announced as well before the uh before the game awards i thought it was going to be announced during the game awards um but this is the same series where the fifth installment made a billion dollars in three days and uh, it seems like the anticipation even though the game has been out uh for over 10 years uh, it's sequel. It seems like people are just as excited and waiting to push the button to make the to, to spend on it. Grand Theft Auto Six. The trailer, the teaser, whatever initial trailer officially was announced and shown, and it looks pretty fucking good so far. It was technically leaked first. <laughs> it was leaked. That's true. It was leaked first. It was leaked I, first. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had to check my phone because I remember. Okay, there's so much to talk about this. We'll try to do our best, yeah. but it's been a bit busy week. So they say, so let me start from the beginning. So they put a tweet out officially announcing when it was going to drop. It was like December 5th, 5th? yeah, Dece- December 5th, whatever time. And they used like that sunset, purple, blue, pastel vibe yeah and then every other fucking game <laughs> decides to put out their own version Everybody of their own fucking it. announcements apex fortnite halo it became like a meme of like everyone's like oh you got something to announce use this format because people will think it's gta 6 <laughs> so i just like all the memes like that yeah. was that that me i forget who it was that had that the one I sent you was from, I think it was the Breakfast Club, where he was talking to uh, Charlemagne. He's like, he took my whole fucking flow. He took everything. And it was like, they're just referencing GTA 6, that tweet. So then they say December 5th at like noon Eastern time or noon Pacific. I don't fuck that. And all of a sudden, the night of December 4th, my YouTube is like <laughs> hey you want to watch the gta 6 trailer i'm like and the one i saw wasn't even from the leak one mm. i didn't even know it got leaked till later drill because the where i saw the gta 6 trailer was from the actual rockstar games youtube channel oh so i didn't learn it got leaked till later mm. so i thought i read their tweet wrong of like december 5th 12 p.m um ut like universal time zone like the middle of the fucking world so i was like oh i guess that's december 4th at night my time uh, i watch it and i'm like i learned it got leaked so that's a timeline wrap the trailer i loved it like the tra- that's a trailer there's other things i know you went to i liked it it's a G- it's a definitely got that other trailer got that other announcement trailers always do relatively the same thing and they do it very very well it's they show you the world oh i was like scratch my throat they show you the world we're in which was we're back in vice city in the state of florida or leonida whatever it's called they show you the atmosphere they play a soundtrack 
that kind of gives you a relative time frame of what era in the world we're in. Um, some of the characters you'll probably see along the way or some of the type of NPCs you'll can encounter. And it just, it's a world building trailer is what it really is. It's a world building trailer. Trailer itself. Graphics. Holy shit look amazing. Holy graphics shit they look, look amazing. look crazy, bro. They look amazing. And it made me think of Drill, of all the news we heard about what's coming for GTA 6. Do you remember all the pedants they had? Traffic, NPCs, um, AI, NP AI, NPC interaction, traffic flow, pedestrian flow. This is going to be a very, very alive world. Yes. Cyberpunk, for me, I feel like Cyberpunk has the best alive city. And Hogwarts has the most alive setting, the castle, mm. which, by the way, the time to it, I think Hogwarts should have got nominated for something because goddamn facts. Fun. Facts. They got snubbed. But what Hogwarts did to make the setting alive via like the castle and everything and what Cyberpunk made to make the city alive, I feel like GTA 6 from the trailer and what we've been hearing is going to do both. Because remember, some of the interviews we were saying it, we were hearing was, one of the interviews that said was what they've they've heard the community and they want to bring something back that Vice City and the older games used to have. Something that the older games used to have that the newer game hasn't is you being able to go into more buildings. Remember, that was the thing. You wanted to go to Cluck and Bell. You wanted to buy something from Cluck and Bell. You would actually open the door and just go into Cluck and Bell. It wasn't the hovering blue circle or yellow circle, you just appear in there. Now it was alive. You could just fucking go in. And if Vice City, Vice City had a mall, you can just go into the fucking mall. So again, from the trailer alone, I'm hyped. I'm excited. It looks great. Biasly, I love the music. I'm a big Tom Fetty fan. I've been, I've always been a Tom Fetty fan. I remember buying his album from Vir from the Virgin Record Store in town at the mall. Coming home, sitting or sitting in my backyard on a summer day, and listening to that the best of Tom Petty in one straight go on my CD player. Nice, in one straight shot. And as the kids say, you want a vibe? Holy shit! Buy the album Best of Tom Petty lean back in your chair and just let life exist around you. And you have a great fucking time. Yeah. So having Tom Petty voice that, uh, be the soundtrack of the trailer was great. Um, also fun fact, biasly, I was lucky enough to see Tom Petty in concert at the Hollywood bowl a week before he died, which oh, was wow. crazy because musicians like Axl Rose sound like shit. They seem like they're going to croak tomorrow. Just yeah. no offense. Um, no, but Tom Petty sounded great, looked great. He was active. He was he was he was he was around. He was mobile. Yeah. And to see like I saw him on a Friday and to hear that the Sunday after the Sunday the following week he died, I'm like, what the fuck? I just saw him in concert. Like right. maybe they passed away. Damn. So that's why again for me, biasly, I thought the soundtrack was that much better of to the trailer. Um, that's why I included our, that's why I purposely included that thumbnail in, um, our social media post. I'm like, Oh, Tom Petty, like Tom Petty is one of the best American uh, musicians or countries that, that this country's ever fucking produced real talk. Yeah. Yeah. He's got great. So, um, before we go to the bigger overall, huge things trailer at face value from what we saw, what are your thoughts? 
No, yeah. Um, I thought it looked great. Um, I was because first the first thing I was the first thing really that I was curious about was okay, who am I playing? Right. That was kind of the first thing for me where it's like, okay, we've been hearing rumors of, you know, we're going to play a female character. Obviously, don't have a problem with that. But who am I playing? How do they sound? Are they are they authentic? You know what I mean? As far as just like the type of character they are, are they, are they more of a caricature? So how they have it set up, I'm like, okay, I dig it. You know, Latina, you know, and they had kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde thing going on. Um, so I was like, okay, I dig that. I like that. And, the, and for some reason... I don't know what if it's in the air, but there's been a lot of instances where female voice actors just sound better. They do a better job than male voice actors, and a lot of shit. Not Hashtag everything. The fe fem Shepherd. Yeah, Fem Shepherd out uh, Outriders. I always uh, I talk about as well as I'm like way better a voice acting for the female character than the the male character that you can choose. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, I dig it. I like it, you know. Um, as far as for the world, yeah, graphics, crazy. I love how they adopted, and I feel like they've been doing this for a lot of other Grand Theft Autos, but just continuing that as far as adopting different types of patterns of human behavior of real people and adding it to extra characters, like that lady with fucking like a hammer and a knife or something or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I love the trailer breakdowns where people are showing the original actual news stories. Yes that this is real the lady with the two hammers just smashing yeah. cars the naked the naked dude walking through the gas station the alligator walking to a, a convenience store mm -hmm. the guy wrestling an alligator out of his pool this is this yo this is florida she's yeah. wild yeah she's wild you know what i mean so i really like that they adapted that stuff from real shit and created these characters just to make it more of a lively world so that I fucked with heavy, you know, and then obviously the music, we're talking about the Grand Theft Auto, the music is a really important thing, especially if it's a period piece, Grand Theft Auto, you know, such as this. Um, so hearing Tom Petty, I'm like, yes, let's go all for it. I've been a fan of Tom Petty for, for many, many years, especially just from like different films, you know what I mean? Jerry Maguire and, and all that stuff. Um, he was a voice of Lucky and King of the Hill. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I slipped on the PP at the Walmart. <laughs> classic yeah so i mean the yeah as far as just like the uh the the sound engineering is dope um it, i mean even just looking around like as far as the vastness you know of the city incredibly live seems like there's a lot to fucking do and and to your point if they can have it where you can't go in to really anywhere different buildings different places or whatnot um have that additional engagement um it looks crazy you know and i do like that um i don't know if we want to get if, if i'm if i'm speaking too across from as far as for the topic but um i'm fine with it coming out uh 2025 let's talk about it yeah um i'm also fine about that okay okay i'm here's here's why i'm fine with it that's just realistic i don't know where people again let's go back to what we were physically talking about a couple minutes ago holy shit drill they just announced armor core 6 why the fuck do you think it's coming out next year that's not normal right like <laughs> right. that's normal like what <laughs> did did people just forget like the past four years of fuck the delays existed mm. and even before that even before this new norm of triple a games being delayed that was like it felt 
it feels like that was always like the norm of E3. You would like here is correct me if I'm wrong, drill, but I f- feel like this was the old pattern in the old days. E3 would have an announcement teaser debut trailer. Like, hey, this thing will exist. We lose our shit. The following E3, we then get gameplay. And then the gameplay trailer announces the release date. Because in fact, remember, here's an example. Battlefront. Battlefront, uh, the first Battlefront. When we knew that Battlefront was, was when the first one was going to exist at all, that they, that EA and DICE were even working on Battlefront. I remember that fucking trailer. I remember it. It was, oh, by the way, here at DICE, we're working on one more thing. Let's show you it. And we hear like laser. We hear like fighting and explosions. We're like, okay. And all of a sudden the camera focuses in. We're like on snow. Okay, we're on snow. And then they're like, oh shit, there's an explosion in the background. Oh shit. And all of a sudden a glimpse of a ship spirals and crashes. Like, was it, wait, what, was that Was that what I thought it was? That looked like, I think I knew what I thought it was. Boom. A fucking AT&T foot Boom. just comes on screen. And oh, oh shit. Every now and then to feel nostalgic, I I YouTube and look up old like E3 reactions, like oh, again, yeah. like cyberpunk reactions, like <laughs> oh shit, um, um, that's a reaction I watch because that was a great reaction when we found out as a community that oh shit the remake they're doing Battlefront and that was and that was what happened they they announced they did a teaser trailer announcing Battlefront was going to exist via the Adat Walker and Hoth stomping and it shows the uh, fucking EA Battlefront logo everyone lost their shit and then I want then the next E3 what happened they had a massive gameplay like they they had a massive gameplay of a quote-unquote online lobby all the streamers, influencers, and, game, and gamers were like playing online, and they cut to this screen of this person flying a jet, understandably crashing to a building two seconds later. Then they crash to this person sniping. They they cut to this person playing a. Then they and then they reveal, oh, the heroes are coming out, and someone was Darth Maul, and I think it was Darth Maul versus somebody else. But again, but that I'm going off that. But that's what it was. The formula old was announce something, then like a year later show gameplay, and the gameplay trailer a year later. Then you say when it's coming out. And even then, even then when it was coming out, it was rare if that uh, uh, reveal, uh, uh, what's it, I get the word, the release date, the release date announcement was rare that it was that year. So it was arguably, if it was like two and a half years, it would be like year one reveal, year two drop, trailer, tr- uh, drop. And it's like, oh, what's it coming out? February of the next year. So that's what I'm used to, Jarrell. I'm used to that. And that's why when I saw 2025, I'm like, oh, I'm okay with it. And again, by the way, I don't know if you guys have a calendar. The our calendars are gonna say the our, our calendars are about to say 2024 very fucking soon. So people are like two yeah. years, I gotta wait two years. I mean, like, here's the thing. Here's why drill. I don't know if this is a burrito bet because I'm very confident in this. I'm very fucking confident. This game is not coming out holiday season 2025. It's not. It's coming out around the same time when uh, I want to say it's coming out spring or summer. Mm-hmm. I think GTA six is going to come around at a time when school's out. Mm. That's mm. what I'm betting. Interesting. I think the la- did the last one come out in March. I feel like Grand Theft Auto is going to come out in March for some reason. Cause I felt like, cause you and I were there. We were at, we were at, yeah, we're ground zero. We're the we were the midnight launch. We were ground oh, fucking zero. Wasn't that September Second, for GT five? I, I want to say September as well. Really? I want to okay. say I want to say September as five. 
think GT4 uh, it was, uh, was October first. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, so that, no, that was GT online. Oh, okay. Um, I, th- I did. Oh, facts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was September. September okay. 2013. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of things about this trailer and all things we want to talk about it. But short version, I know it wasn't short at all. I'm okay with I'm okay with 2025, and that's yeah. that's like that's my that's my mentality of it. Number one, 2024 is a couple weeks away. I know that because I have projects due. I'm gonna be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, secondly, I'm just used to this formula drill. This is not a new formula for right. people like you and me. No, you're right. You're you're right. It's definitely not a new formula, and people have to understand the weight of the release for a Grand Theft Auto game. You know what I mean? Uh, Fuck Elsie. You know what I mean? Um, I keep saying that phrase. But uh the, the, the weight of Grand Theft Auto 5 game is huge. The trailer for this is over 122 million. It already surpassed the last uh GT. Yeah, it already surpassed the uh the GT five trailer. There's been so many um people analyzing the trailer, breaking stuff down, all the all the video game news companies it's really powerful because as we like to talk about grand theft auto five made a billion dollars in three days and 27 hours i think was the last really i think Uh, it was 27 hours worldwide wow you know and and based off of based off of the trailer it seems like that they could easily do that again dude you know what I mean? Like that's how powerful this this title is. So You're- if I have to wait a year, who fucking cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they like they are they are projecting. I would be surprised if they did that shit again. Drill, this trailer. It again. I've been you've been saying you've been saying that a lot. I've been saying the one nostalgia a lot today. I event I, I like a lot of people. Wait on the shit on GTA Five, how they just kept milking it and milking it and milking it, and they were very card shark heavy, very microtransaction heavy for their playback loop. But, God, damn man, day one, oh, like I said, we were there, we were in the fucking trenches. We were what I I remember that it was what we had about I think it was five hundred and twelve was the exact number of people we come to Arm and Night launch. And I remember flexing the fuck on other people. Because I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you remember this trail. I called other stores to ask how they were doing just to fucking flex them. Because, like, how many people you showed up? Oh, we had about 200. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. Uh, I'll be like, oh, how's your, how, how's your Night launch going? Dude, we got, like, 200 people. We're going to be here all night. I'm like, really? We had 500. We fucking done. Bam! Just like just because we we were on that shit, dude. We ran that midnight launch like fucking geniuses. We had that shit done, wrapped. It was awesome. Remember, we had the food truck come out. We had the hot dog car come out. We had the gaming truck go out. And like I said, we were calling the stores like, "Oh, you got like 150 people, and you're still you're still you know you're still figuring out your shit." We done half a thousand people came out to our store and they are home playing their fucking game. And by home playing it, I mean installing it because that shit was huge. And yep. dude, you're you're saying the power of this game has to make a billion dollars again in like really quick. Beyond that, the feel, the feel this game has is like the it's like for a lot of gamers, like I'm almost saying I'm not saying this game can bring like world peace, but there's like this just 
it's like the atmosphere has changed. It's like it's like when Pokemon Go was peak. It's like we were all one. We we're all just doing our shit, fighting a gym. Insane. Yeah. You go out the in the world, time. you can just look left, you look right, and you knew you saw your people. You yeah. saw your people just looking out right in the public, in the world. And GTA Six, it's like it's it it feels like it's back. It feels like it's doing that because look, as gamers, yes, you know. I can shit in Call of Duty. Call of Duty can Call of Duty shit can shit on my RPG people, and we all collectively shit on sports gamers. But man, and people hate the FIFA people, and the FIFA people are like, "Wow, who the fuck plays NHL games?" But GTA, GTA is all of us. GTA is all of us, man. Yeah. And yeah. I love seeing the memes of Jarrell. Guess what? Because time, because it's been over ten years. There's this new generation of this new, uh, I won't say meme, but there's new, there's new, there's this new reaction drill that the kids that we enjoyed rooting their day because their grandmother didn't know what M for mature went. Guess what, drill? They get to buy this game all on their own now. Ah, that's 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 been a that's been a trending response, a trending meme. It's like. It's it's you know it's like the old guy it's like the old guy from Doctor Who kind of crying just thinking about life and it's like hey hey are you okay what's going on and it's cues him having the memory of like you know being too young you know being too young to buy your own GTA GTA five and they're like I said that's it's like the the store telling your parents the store telling your parents what mature game means you have to wait to buy it to, you have to wait to buy it to your to your uh, to your eighteen and now it's like. GTA six, man, ten years later. Yep. All those kids that got to drill, all those kids that got their ass whooped in our store, <laughs> they can buy this game. They can buy this game. <laughs> Yo, real like we talked about, we're not that joking. Is true. We no, kids yeah. that we still, yeah, our store. we still yeah, some parents went at it. Yeah, they fucking yeah, oh, they dude, took up the chocolate was, and fucking went to town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there were some kids uh, there were some kids that got fucking they got a little beat on our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> Like, oh, the game stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah but they yeah. like again so seeing that reaction or that type of that younger not now not so young community kind of react to this because gta 5 you know for us when we were kids we had gta 3 um vice city san andreas and that really put us on the path to all things rockstar and all things you know that open world sandbox and everything that gta was so all the kids that are getting beat in our store, that's what GTA 5 was to them. So seeing how everyone's collectively reacting and just, you know, seeing GTA 6 that's going to exist. And yes, there's people, a lot of people that are happy about unhappy about a few things like the release date. And that's only coming to console. Sorry, Master Race. But that's my thing. It's like bigger picture. Like I said, it's just, it's like the way to, the drill, the way it described the gamer community waiting for Starfield is like this, but on a fucking exponential bigger scale of when GTA 6 goes online, dude, the amount of call-outs, the amount of PTO, <laughs> the amount of sick days, yep. the amount of occurrences. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'll see you there, man. Right, exactly. Can yeah, I'm like, can cancel whatever bullshit we got to go to, honey, because I'm playing GTA 6. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm using vacation time. <laughs> Like I can't wait to see the memes of of like of you know like hi 
are you a girlfriend that's lost your boyfriend the GTA six? We have a support number. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, real yeah, talk, man. man. This, like I said, it's like, I like the, I like, I like there's a couple reactions. Like, it's like, yo, dude, I feel like I kind of want to start paying a pot. Pay attention to the politics so I can survive the 2025. We got to make it, man. We, we all, it's like, it's like real talk. There's some guys out there like, man, it's like, you know, some like somber music. Hey, or, hey, guys, it's choking hard. Don't worry. You know, you want to light the tunnel? Boom. GTA 6, 2025. Hold on. Hold on another year, brother. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I remember I said this before, but I, I'm absolutely serious when I say this. Ever since GTA 5 came out, there wasn't a day that went by where I worked at GameStop where I didn't sell that fucking game. I think I sold that game every day after its release. Since I, I mean, up to the point where I years. left GameStop, you know, this what wasn't I mean? like the, we're not talking weeks, we're not talking months, we are talking years, 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 and this years. is even before this is even before the whole console thing. Yeah, but this is even before the whole console update came like day one, PS3, um, Xbox 360. I one copy was sold from our store, the second busiest store in Southern California, was sold every single day. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. And I think that is going to wrap it up. Unless there's anything else you wanted to mention on the GTA uh, 6. Oh, yeah. The big, the the other kahuna. I, they, I think we're all thinking on the same page. Um, what it was announced on. <laughs> PC's yeah. nowhere in sight. <laughs> Sorry, Master Race PC, you gotta take another fat dub. Oh, you bought a three thousand dollar setup so you can play fucking Minecraft in four K. Mm, no GTA six for you. And you know what, man? Like, uh, fuck it, fuck PC, bro. <laughs> like, Dude, I like, like love it's, that it's you over. have. It's like, over. I I love that you have. I love that you've you you've come full circle, drill. You come full circle. You you've gone from console. You're like, man, I'm tired of this fucking shit. Bam, PC master race. You know mods, support, all this other, you know, all this other shit. And then Starfield, Starfield, Starfield convinced you to buy a Series S. And Marin, here's the thing that's crazy. That why it's, this is even funnier to me because remember, Xbox was public. The X the Xbox Series S, the Xbox Series Slim. That you have drilled. They're public from day one. It's not a true, true, true next-gen console. Guess what? They're still getting a launch before that $3,000 fucking dollar PC of yours. Bro, like, I don't know who's responsible for this. Like, who's responsible for why PC is, is now not... Like, even though, yes, graphically, you can make it look sharper or whatever, but when it comes to just games, like the, the games when they're being supported and releasing on platforms, PC is dead fucking last. You know what I mean? And and, yep. and, and because of that, I will never, I, I will, I will never buy like a high end three thousand, four thousand, whatever fucking PC. It doesn't make any sense. I'd rather just modify a guitar. I don't need to spend that much to modify a guitar. Like for when it comes to PC, it just doesn't make any sense. It's never put first because it's always a pain in the ass, and it seems to be more of an issue now. And it's not worth it. It's not worth the headache of all this bullshit. 
of try of all the knickknacks and whatnot, it's just not fucking worth it. The fact that it is not releasing alongside the other platforms, at least at the same time, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, and it's not really Rockstar's fault. I really feel like it's PC, just because it's a PC thing and it's a whole different monster. Like, I remember Grand Theft Auto Five and Four; they had issues releasing on PC much later as well. And not even Grand Theft Auto; mad other titles had PC issues. But it seems to be more prevalent now, and I don't understand why. But I'm tired of trying fucking figuring it out. I feel like my nail in the coffin in PC was this whole remnant thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? The far as yeah. like, 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 you guys were so gracious to gift me a copy. I go fucking Epic Game Store. Shit doesn't work because cross platform isn't available. And then I'm not able to return the copy. Like, okay, go fuck yourselves. Like, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not buying, I'm not buying any more shit for PC. Like, forget it. Like, I have a laptop that's fine. It's not a gaming laptop. That's not why I bought the fucking laptop. Like, my gaming is console. Like, because, like, it just makes sense. Like, it's amazing that Series S is still relevant. Like, you know what I mean? I remember many years ago on this podcast, like, I was like, yo, Series S is going to be dead in a like, couple years. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you, dude, you would have, <laughs> dude, Drill, you were on board to personally take it out back and shoot it in the face. <laughs> You were personally able, like, yo, this dog put this motherfucker out of his misery. (laughs) And, yo, this dog has been delivering for you good times again and again. Bro, bro. It's his, And and how, and and Drill, how much was that fucking console? It was fucking cheap, comparatively. (laughs) Fucking cheap. Let's just throw out some numbers. It was arguably... 10 times cheaper than these like you know three thousand dollar rigs we're fucking referencing yeah it's like oh you spent like i said like oh three thousand rig hey do you but guess what 2025 me and fucking drill xbox series s over here we'll be on we'll we'll uh, we'll be on that shit day one yep it's fucking nuts (laughs) it's fucking nuts wild times dude yeah yeah, fuck PC, bro. I, I'm done. I'm fuck done. P- fuck PC. The year's wrapping up. We definitely got to do another episode. I know the Green Holidays. Leave. We definitely need to do like our own internal year, you know, year and recap that as, oh, us, sure. as, you know, not just Gamers for I, just as us. Again, it's like, you know, like, you know, this year, Deadline and Deadline 2 came out and all that, you know, I fucking, I bought, yeah. I bought, I, I pre ordered a Deluxe Diablo 4. <laughs> I bought Hogwarts. Drill fucking bought a console. I bought console. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shit. Church didn't buy the stadium again. This is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I will. Yeah, we gotta get that guy on the show. Jesus Christ! I know. I I know a lot of shit's happening, but he's getting married soon. Yeah. I will. I will. Sorry. I will never let him forget that he bought a Founders Edition of a fucking Google. And you should. You should. You should always. You should always remind him. Like, remember when you like, did that thing that didn't make any sense? <laughs> like, dude, like I said, I know I go on some rants, but I will dig, I will dig my heels in the ground when it came to like, I, you know, for more than one thing, I'm like, don't, Stadia, don't do it, don't do it, and I, and then lesser money involved, but I still can't believe that man pre-ordered the special edition of Battlefield 2024. Like, nah, they learn, they learn. I'm like, no. Who's the they? They is a pronoun. Who's a pronoun for? They identify as EA and they identify as fucking lying assholes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, anything else before we close out? I no, think you did a good job I'm, of breaking everything down. I'm just looking forward, like I said, I'm just looking forward to Take Two and Rockstar Games giving this generation the closest to world peace we'll know in our lifetime when GTA 6 releases. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely, man. I definitely agree. Looking forward to that in 2025. Uh, that, but until then, let's go wrap it up here. First today, the Games for Life podcast, each and every Friday, Saturday, slash Sunday, discussing all things games. And one of your hosts, Jarrell, with me is my co-host, Arthur Thomas. That's me. Congratulations on the Game Award winner. <laughs> let's go! <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you guys soon. Oh, <laughs>